right, hello everyone. We always take a couple moments here to let people come into the room. We have a, uh, a change of scenery this evening. I know we advertised for one company to be on, but they had, they had problems, they had uh, double booked. So we have the pleasure this evening of, of having Ethan Guillen with us this evening. He's the soil specialist at Rebo Greens. We're gonna get into this deeper here in a few minutes. Um, I just wanna say, you know, I, I'm getting old, okay? Um, I played pickleball this morning and I actually enjoyed this. Uh, it's low impact tennis in a real small compact area where you don't run very far. So it pretty much checks all the boxes off of exercise without really, but I, I had a little sweat when I was, when I, when we done, we got done, we did it for about an hour. It was my first time ever doing it. And I'll tell you what, it's not as bad as you think it is. And now you do realize that, that, that when you're getting old, you, you know, you get your, you get your AARP letter in the mail and then you start playing pickleball. So I am officially old. So enough of that. Let's come to Ethan. How you doing this evening? Doing very well, Rick. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you could join us on such, such short notice. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm glad I had the time. Yeah. So Ethan, uh, you know, giddy up, let's go. Let's get right into this. I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody. Ethan, what, what's on your mind right now? What are you thinking about? Right now, I'm working for two different companies and thinking about how we can really specialize in nutrition, how we can improve the nutritional quality of our produce, both on small-scale operations in our backyards or large-scale operations up to 10,000 acres. What that looks like on a microbiological sense, what it looks like on a mineral level, and how those actually bond together, and how we can compare that to seven-bean-layer dips so we can understand the nutrition of plants is very similar to our nutritional values, and we can compare them very regularly. I can tell we're, we're headed with this one tonight. This is going to be deep. So, Ethan, let's go back. Uh, you're not very old, and I'm not going to ask you what your age is, but let's go back. And when did you, you know, when did you say, you know what, I really care about what's what's going on in the soil and, and we need to start making higher nutrient dense food and be safer to, to us humans while we're doing that. When did all this click and fall into place for you? Well, for me, it really clicked into place when I had the opportunity to go to Costa Rica and there's a great university called Gaia University where on the hillsides there, they have the capacity to grow in every possible growing zone which helps the students mm. out, absolutely. And then they have natural farms from farms that are Native American-based practices all the way to commercial practice farming. And when I saw the difference in how on a commercial scale operation of coffee, they were losing 15 to 20% of their yields every single time they were picking. And those are cracked beans, If in case anyone was wondering. It's the ones that will float to the top because the bean is cracked itself. And they put it in a vat to see if it's cracked or not oh, beforehand. Wow. Okay. And 
when you're losing that much yield, and this was back in 2014, 2016, that even back then we were losing crops at that level, something was needed. And there was an excellent Native American practicing cacao farm where they had different varieties of permaculture, where they had goats, chickens, horses, all kinds of wildlife that were present, mm -hmm. were a part of the landscape, and they provided ratios of minerals and substantial nutrients. And with those practices, they were able to have only... 5% loss of crop every year and be able to serve the public and their community on higher levels. And you could see the difference from commercial scale to local level, what that looked like on a dynamic so, economic scale, especially. So what's that? Okay. You got to help me out here on a coffee. I mean, this is a, a, a perennial plant. It's a, it's a tree that puts the beans on, right? So mm -hmm. how do you, what's the difference? Just give me the quick, uh, what's the difference between commercially doing it and holistically doing it? Well, if you're doing it on a smaller scale operation holistically, you're just going to get larger yields with less loss in those yields, especially. If you're doing commercially, using agriculture methods with chemicals quite often, nutrient loss is present and damage to those beans. And that's why you see that they're cracked and that you lose so much of those okay. yields. So it's from the pesticides that they're spraying on those plants, trying to keep them healthy. Okay, I, I got it, I got it, okay. And, and monocropping too, that's a huge part of it. If you're just doing coffee bean, coffee bean, coffee bean, very non-diverse nutrients and ratios are in that soil, or you're just applying those inoculants specifically for those plants only. And that soil just becomes used to those plants. I see. Okay. That makes sense. So that's where you got the taste of this. So uh, th did you graduate then from this university? Is that where you got your, your, okay. Tell, I, tell got a pre, I got a pre-graduate there and right. came back to Austin and at 19 started my own landscaping business where I just wanted to serve the community and see how we could help community gardens with our commercial, what I learned at Guy University, and take that and apply that to our businesses here. And finding out that a lot of our corporate enterprises in Austin, if they don't have green space, they can actually have their employees work for a community garden, pay them their wages. And that's a nonprofit write-off for the business themselves. So learning those tax practices at the age of 19 and building my business from there to 28 now and learning from Matt Powers, Brian McLeod, Elena Ingham and the Living Soil Food Web, developing my own practices to create the best living soil possible. And that's where I've been hired by Revo Greens to be their soil specialist and also be a producer in a documentary on electroculture coming out next fall. Mm, that's interesting. So Okay, I heard you say uh, some pretty pretty high powerful names there. Uh, let's go with, with Elaine Ingham. I mean, she's been on the podcast. Amazing woman. Mm -hmm. uh, food, uh, food soil web is it is that, is that right? Soil. Living soil food web school. Soil food web. I had it in the wrong order. Sorry. Yeah, um, okay. Tremendous program. I I have yet to sign up. Uh, Ethan, I believe you gave me some. 
the the chance to sign up uh i think there was something auctioned maybe and it was at a discounted price is that right and i let that uh, i let that go so i've got to do this but i don't know when i'm going to have time to do it but anyway ethan you've been through this school right mm -hmm. so you've got your certificate so tell us about uh about that school just a little bit tell us it's an excellent course it's the provisions you need to start learning about the living soil food web and then how to start using a microscope and those are important tools to any farmer if they're going to understand what's in their soil and start taking photographs of literally what's there and seeing what's present and you start with online courses and you have a teacher or a mentor who works with you and you start developing your own soil start developing what things look like your own mental lens of what the soil looks like from a microscopic point of view. And there you make your own liquid nutrients and you make your own developed soil. You show that with a plot of land that it is a capable process hmm. and then take that to the streets. And that's where you can guide other people to be land stewards. But there's so much more to that where Matt Powers adds to their possibility in the microscopic field with his new findings in the different spectrums of light that you can use with your microscope in the dark field, light field, you can use different spectrums of blue, green. You can see different viewpoints of these root ends, the bacteria that are exudates that live on the outside that also are foliar and live on the inside too. And seeing those in these different fields gives you a better perspective. And he's even found you don't even need to use chemicals or a slide lens. And that makes it so much quicker to wow. see each one of your samples. So being able to do that process faster, learn about your soil every 10 minutes, and just spend maybe 5-10 minutes viewing that under the lens will give you a much better view. See, what would be so awesome about that, and I'm sure you guys are doing this, would be to add, you know, a, a hormone or or some kind of, a, 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 what's the word I want? I just lost it. But um, that's one of the things I've always said. I feel like on our operation, the way we're doing things now, we're growing our own biology, but sometimes I need to get it woken up. So you could take a look at something under the microscope add some kind of a of a hormone to that and see the the changes right within 10 or 15 minutes is that correct absolutely and different labs across the country do that and different schools do it's how the interactions of the natural exudates which are hormonal our plants release those natural hormones yeah. and they release water with those hormonal messages for our bacteria and fungi to bring the correct nutrients that those plants need yeah yeah that's, so you, that's awesome that's awesome yeah. it's understanding that those that research is there and it's still being brought to the public and we have a lot more research to do yeah so folks if you're out there listening this evening please ask uh ethan some questions here we got we got a guy here who's this is his passion and i you can just sense it when he talks and he's got a lot of of knowledge and we're going to start uncorking some of that right now um so so ethan tell me i heard you mention electricity 
Tell us about this, and, and, and again, what's the term again? Electroculture. It's one of the new fads that's reemerging. It's been around since the 1700s, but it's coming back to the forefront of how do we reconnect the soil in a different way. And with electroculture, it is the imitation of rainfall. What's okay. lightning doing in the clouds? Going through it constantly and charging it up as it falls you see the results of rainfall. The plants are very happy. You almost see a brighter color because oh, no. the, connect the connectivity, which is the waterways there, the connection in our biological computer, it connects everything with a higher static charge. And that bonds those materials that much faster. See, this is this is interesting because you're right. I mean, you can almost see your trees, your crops just smile when that rain comes down. And I guess I never I guess I never had anyone tell me why that is so until right now. So um, the water is is it what kind of charge does it have then? It's a mix. It can be both positive or negative lightning. Okay. It usually negative but as it falls it changes with the minerals there as well nowadays in austin we have a very acidic rainfall so that does deplete the ph and that's very important for the connectivity yeah. of our anions and cations too so that plays an important role yeah see that's okay because see the way i would think about this is would be you're too young before they put all these scrubbers on these factories we had all kinds of sulfur in the atmosphere that when it rained it would just rain down and 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 supply the sulfur that we needed in our agricultural fields to to grow our crops and this is the same you know this is the same thing you're talking about here i mean and i've even read articles about uh, the acid rain that's coming down will will start to to eat away at limestone the the gravestones in the in the in the cemeteries because they're made out of limestone and the rain the acid rain just eats them up. Mm -hmm. Quite literally, because it's breaking it down acidically. Yeah, yeah, and that's where the important rule of physics comes into play every time. No energy is truly lost; it just translates. Yeah. And if we can understand the ratios of how it's being translated, either into the soil, into the rain, or into the air, we can work with those and the technology that plants and bacteria, fungi, and everyone that makes up the living soil food web, those all become mathematical ratios for understanding how that true process of energy and physics works in the long term. Okay, so tell us about this electricity. What, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to start actually with my microgreens, if that's all right, because that's we fine. are starting to apply those microgreens into electroculture and work with electroculture in the microgreen field as well. Okay. All right, Ethan's going to share his screen with us, and um, he's going to uh, explain this electrical current. This is fascinating stuff. Uh, this is what I love about this this podcast because I learn so much from our guest on the on these episodes. It's just unbelievable. All right, so so Ethan, what's the goal here? I mean, are you is this to put on your salad? Is that what this is high 
this is high nutrient dense food, right? Mm -hmm. This is another fad that was going around since 2020, ever since yeah, most people became homebodies, as we all know, during the pandemic. And growing microgreens became a huge fad because yeah. it microgreens themselves, if you grow them, they are just a week or two in growth. It's that baby form that just has two to four leaves and you pick those. That's what you see at Sprouts, your local grocery stores, and why it's become sold so often and why our stores are picking it up is because it contains 40 to 240 times the natural nutrient Ooh. content of our adult, adult plants because those are in stem cell form. It's supercharged right before it becomes the adult. All those nutrients are just jam-packed and ready. So you can buy it from the store and that's perfectly fine. It's just easier to grow at home as well. And that way you can have these high-end nutrients on a regular basis for your own health. Yeah. It's not just the nutrient levels. Though. They also have minerals. They also have the natu natural enzymes that are needed, like in hormones, to then be absorbed into the body. And that's what most of our vitamins are missing. They're just having the natural minerals, the natural vitamins, or the natural enzymes. And that's where you get confused in on what you're going to buy from the store. You can't decide because it's all mixed up and you're going to need to buy three different things just to get the organic process that happens when you eat real food with real nutrients. And that's where Plantsman comes in. It's actually an off-brand that we took for higher-end marketing, which I, I recommend for farmers. If you have the opportunity, look at higher-end markets and see who your target market is, what people are buying at higher-end prices, and how you can compete with them as well. Just like Nissan made Lexus. There's a way to make more money every time, as long as you can market it correctly. Yeah. And with Plantsman, we are the only lab-certified company for microgreens across the United States because really? we have our own specialized way of flash freezing this product, which to access the natural nutrients in any of our plants, you have to either use alcohol to break it down, like in tinctures, you can use boiling methods and break the cell walls that way by making teas or smokables for some plants out there. And then you can also freeze them and that breaks the cell wall wide open and releases the natural nutrient content. And our product, when you see sprouts on the shelf at about two to four weeks on a regular basis, they'll go bad. But with a flash frozen pill that will last six months to a year if stored correctly. If you leave the cap off, yeah, it'll go bad faster as long as you keep the cap on, it's fresh. And as a soil specialist, I've been using the Albright method and Mulder's chart to perfect the organic qualities of the, their soil and then having the right organic bacterias, fungi, nematodes, and living soil food web ingredients, we can then grow these at a fast rate and have them ready for the public at a very low cost. Wow. And this, mainly- this, Okay, so Ethan, what's the website here now? 
This one is Plants Man. Brevo Greens is the mothership, though. So, plant, Rachel, could you, if you're there, would you type that in? Plantsman.com? Is that what we got? Do Plants Man. Just, just type in Plants Man. Yeah. There we go. And, yeah, Rachel's got it. Thank you, Rachel. But all across the board, we see the problem of just nowadays with agriculture, especially our nutrient content has been deficient. We don't know what supplements to buy, and there's tons of synthetic chemicals and a lot of product out there. And we're seeing more recalls because of that, too. And well, it seems like a scam when you don't understand any of it. You're just guessing at what those nutrients are that you need as well. Yeah. Who really knows what the best fuel is for the body unless you're given the education for that. And that's where we solve that solution by giving really 240 times the natural nutrient capacity, like I said before, and making it available for anyone in these pill products that are specified. And as lab grade, we are doing research trials that are for each microgreen specifically, showing which one has which minerals, which enzymes, and does what specifically to the body so we can understand what we're feeding ourselves and why we're doing it and what the reactions will be in the long run. As I've been helping them develop the soil, we don't outsource anything. We grow it here in Texas. It's grown with soil here in Texas and living soil that we make ourselves. It's at the highest quality processing possible since we are lab grade and that means above USDA approval where we can do our own research and find our own results as well. And we don't do third-party manufacturing. It's all made in-house. We're still a very small family operation at the moment, but we're getting bigger and bigger as everybody wants to start trying higher nutrient quality food. Target well, audience so is something. Ethan, is this... Um... Is this, uh, I, I, I haven't seen it listed here, but is this, is this organic, just out of curiosity? Is this uh, uh, OMRI approved products? Mm -hmm. oh. We don't have the OMRI approval yet. We, we need the funding from investors and that's part of our product roadmap. We're going to be getting there by Q3 and Q4 this year. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. I got ahead of, I got, I'm sorry, you were coming to it. No, that's all good. That's exactly what we want to do in the final stages of quartering out this roadmap that we've been working towards. Because in everyone's pursuit of making a product, you need money to spend. Mm -hmm. And that's just product marketing, especially. That's why we did Plants Man with Revo Green. So it's another target audience. And it's very hip, very cool. That's part of marketing towards the millennials especially people that aren't always interested in nutrient quality but what are they interested in focusing more they're interested in yeah. sleeping better they're interested in in having more power during the day or even having a hangover recipe which if you have two of our pills together it's a perfect hangover recipe well, there, there you go well this is just, uh, yeah, just keep, keep going through what, I mean, this is just fascinating. Um, yeah, just keep on going.
So this is just an example of what can be done with microgreens if people start growing them at home, if you sell them to your local stores. We've been able to get 500% growth in the past year, which is excellent. We need to get even higher, of course, and reach. I'm hoping India this year. We have a contract that we're working on for a manufacturer in India that we can ship to and provide to low-income families especially since our product compared to soybean proteins or if you've heard of the company Athletic Greens which is a soybean-based powder and protein powder at $150 for a monthly substantial while compared to ours we're $20 to $24.99. And that's a huge ratio. While our profit margin is low, we just want to reach out to the community and make sure that people have this opportunity. We're not trying to make high-end bucks like a lot of these commercial operations like I saw in Gaia. They were paying their workers for, let's say, a laundry basket of coffee beans picked that day. Only 25 cents a basket. So we want to make sure that people are paid correctly. So down the line, we can spend that in our local communities. The average order value, it's different pills sell, sold for different reasons. So usually it's somewhere between $25 to $100. And our revenue, that's what, for farmers, if you're doing microgreens yourself and just growing it for your own needs and own health, you're going to have some leftover. And if you can sell that at your local farmer's market or your local store, we're making about five to 10,000. And we expect to grow and double in the next year. And so far, 100% five-star reviews. If you want more five-star reviews for your business, for your farm, easy way of reaching out to a community that is already proven, has research behind it, and will only improve your marketing potential if you have more five stars reviews around your farm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right now, millennials are taking supplements all the time. And if you don't have the education, you're spending about $31 million. That's what we see out there in the market. If we can replace that in the next five years, with something that has the enzymes, nutrients, and minerals all in one container and capsule instead of three different bottles that you need, that's going to save people money to actually enjoy their quality of life and hopefully their level of income. And that's what we want at the end of the day. We don't want to run people out of spending their wallet on something that they're guessing on. We want them to know what they have what it does for them at a low cost so they can budget that out into their everyday life. And again, compared to the averages out there, CBD products, you can have legal issues, you can have filler agents, you can have medicinal quality to a low standard if not done correctly. And most effects are not even within the first hour. And same with the athletic greens, as I mentioned, just the protein powder. Well, we, you can feel those effects from these microgreens in about 40 minutes, right after you start digestion, you really feel the quality in the effects of what these pills have to offer. And that's also for naturally grown pills too. Like fenugreek itself is very rich in vitamin C, iron, and magnesium, and it helps with the process of processing calcium, potassium, and higher forms of vitamin K as well. 
It's also shown to detoxify and do wonderful things for the body. Same with radishes, and it helps promote both weight loss and lower blood sugar levels in our bodies too. It also makes it so our potential carb inhibitors are lessened, which I mean, if you're having high levels of carbs, like most Americans out there, you want to reduce those inhibitors and make sure you aren't taking on extra sugars into your body and let your liver detoxify naturally. And if you can do that with these simple greens, as you can see how we grow them in racks, very easy, very homegrown. And that's the environment you want to create, both for yourself, your body, and the source of fuel you have for your life. So, Ethan, back up there just a second, if you would, please. Uh, yeah. So, and, and Claudia's on. How are you doing this evening, Claudia? She's always on every, every week. I appreciate that. Um, it, okay, www.doplantsman.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Rachel. There's your website, Claudia, doplantsman.com. Okay. So my first question here, Ethan, is on that rack. I, and I don't know anything about this. Are you, are you clipping off and then it regrows and you clip it again, or are you pulling the whole, the whole plant and the roots and the soil out, everything? We're clipping. So just clipping. the top hairs. Yes. And it regrows. You can regrow it, yes, if you decide to. We also do other things with the extra, which is filled with exudates, microbacteria, fungi, and all these wonderful nutrients that are there. We can add to compost, or again, mm. we can save in our tax margins by donating this to local schools for their community gardens. We can also give it to farmers that have chickens, cows that can eat these microgreens and gain quality life and higher forms of nutrients in their digestion as well. And that helps our local farmers out too. Yeah. And that's what I'll be presenting on next is the research study I've been doing with two of my clients from my own landscaping business. And we've been doing research trials on chickens and what the effects of microgreen feed is for them specifically. Yeah. So, so over the past 10, um, you first. Hang on just a second. Um, I, think I, I think I lost my question again. My brain is not working tonight. Um, what was I gonna ask you? Oh, um, do you have, okay, so, can I send you something? Can I can I send you uh, a, a hair follicle? Can I send something? And then you can say, okay, Rick, you need to have this, this, and this. This is what you, I mean, do you, do you offer that service? We don't yet. And we're working to consult with nat natural homeopathic individuals and bring Eastern medicine back to the forefront and understand yeah that yes, you can have Western medicine and it's a slap patch onto fixing things. Or if you need to do surgical removal, you can do that. But to really incorporate natural healing, natural nutrient growth for your bacterias in your gut and the fungi that are in your gut to naturally process and heal the body, it's the fuel that really does that. So understanding the fuel 
what you're lacking is where you need to go to a specialist there. We don't have them on hand yet, and we're working yeah. to have consultants all across the world. So we can absolutely give people the diagnosis needed. But for the time being, it's what you're lacking in. And that can be sleep, that can be your gut health, that can be muscle function and tissue repair. That can also be for allergies, which, I mean, that's both um, radishes and, um, oh, goodness, my apologies, um, mustard greens. And both of those help our nervous system actually advance the nitric oxide and advance proteins oxidation and uh, prevent the rise of high substantial um, um, of um, iron deposits of mm. inflammatory cells that usually are related to the nervous system's inflammatory system when it's not naturally flowing correctly, both in oxidation and in cellular function. And that's having the right amounts of oxides, iron, magnesium, and potassiums in your bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just like we need in the soil. Exactly. Just like we need in the soil. And it's very connected in that sense. What the soil needs to grow these plants, if not given the right elements, right nutrients, and correct digestional health, it can't process it either. And how can we eat something that isn't fully healthy and gain the quality of life and nutrients? So that's been going on since the Green Revolution, as you know. All right, let's talk about chickens here. As for chickens, that's been a 10-month-long research trial for two different clients. We've been using the microgreens to actually feed them and using living soil outdoor grown for one of my clients, growing that soil for four to six months using, of course, the Albrecht method and living soil methods to develop the soil so we can just throw out seeds by hand and they will grow into the soil without any topsoil, any mulch needed. It just takes instantly after a rainfall and that's feed on a regular basis that in a rotational grazing they can have the other client does have another indoor grow similar to what we have with the microgreens at revo greens and with those trays we see on a weekly basis he can just dump those out give those to the chickens and it takes up very little space in his backyard huh. all right and that's asking those clients specifically to go from local tractor supply seed, which we only get a little of per bag. Sure, it's at a low cost, but it's very low nutrients. And then I switch them over to broccoli, ryegrass, hairy vetch, legumes, and other beans and peas. And using those microgreens specifically, we just covered the outdoors of one backyard, which is 400 square feet with those microgreens. And every two, three weeks, we are interchanging them. So, Ethan, do you think you could go, you know, fairly large scale here? 
Absolutely. If you just ratio the numbers and you keep working them up, you can go large scale with this and save in your overhead because you're saving on seed costs. Personally, I'm spending $2 for a seed bag of about 200 to 600 beans from your local HEB here in Texas, which is our local grocer. And we have 100% success with living soil. That is maybe $10, $12 for a week of them healthily eating what they need. You can also buy hairy veg for, I think, 30 cents, 25 cents an ounce, and that's very low cost too. Ryegrass is about 15 cents an ounce in some places. So these costs are very low end. And as long as you have the capacity to grow them or have the living soil, then that will bring down the cost even more because you're not putting in those inputs anymore. The microbials are doing them from the exudates of the plants. Mm -hmm. And from the results of this trial, as you can see from those, the photo, especially the coloring from the last, um, last molting, they are much brighter in color. They've vibrant. gained very vibrant. You can see the nutrient and minerals almost in their feathers, and it makes them shinier, happier, healthier chickens. Yeah. We've seen about two pounds on average for each chicken increase, and that's over drought conditions, which is very surprising. They've had year-long production, so no stopping eggs being laid, which is that's phenomenal right there in itself. And they're every week they're getting about six to 10 eggs, which pretty darn good for chickens to say the least. And as these are rescue chickens of different breeds and varieties, as you saw from the earlier photos, we're only getting maybe 58 to 60 grams, which is about a large size at your local grocery. Yeah, wow. It's just amazing, and and I'm I'm assuming again these are assumptions I'm making here, but you you get an animal on this kind of diet, and I'm I'm assuming you see change pretty quick in them, right? Very quickly, and in their behavioral patterns, even they're very happy. They're just going through the soil, and if you have a garden in that area around these microgreens, they're going to get all those bugs for you, and they're going to pick those bugs. So if you're doing this with ducks, chickens, quail, they're eating a substantial quality of nutrients on a regular basis and getting bugs rid of you in a permaculture setting if done correctly. Well, and I'm also assuming here, again, another assumption, but uh, the the manure that's coming out the, the back end has got to be pretty powerful too coming out, right? Well, yes, indeed. And that organic matter is the battery life to our soil. It's the good stuff. It will keep your soil lasting longer. And if you introduce correctly, because some poo can be very high in, of course, nitrogen, which that's what makes up most of it. And with every nitrogen element, you need four to eight hydrogen elements for it to actually bond into the soil. So that's four to eight times as much water and you got to be careful with how much poo you're putting into the equation and that's part of the Albrecht method understanding your applicable ratios and how they work with your soil yeah well you are a very good student of both these practices so i'm very impressed here this is this is awesome keep going thank you
as we see the feed results, you can see from my client's setup, and again, very easy at-home setup. He probably spent about $180 to $240 for this setup, and that's partially because he just resourced these parts and pieces from the community and asked people what they were giving away and looked for low discounted prices for these supplies so he could make something affordable and easy. And that takes a little bit of time and effort, but doing so he's been able to make a resource for his chickens to be able to have feed every, instead of buying now on a three week basis for feed, they're going three to four months buying feed at the same cost of what they were buying their seed at the store, they're saving three to four months of economic value in these microgreens. And it may be a little bit of their time trimming or just dumping these, filling them with soil. And if you're using hydroponics to fill up the bottom layers and let them drain, so that way the soap the soaking process can get those roots connected to the soil nutrients and then allowing them to dry as it does in nature, you can have them grow at a rationalized and ratio specific time that you want. So uh, now wait a minute, are, are you saying then that, and you just use tractor supply and that's a great example, but are you saying that they no longer are buying anything from tractor supply, all of the feeds or, or did I mean, or did you mean then that they, they only go to track supply every three to six months? Three to six months if they need. And okay. right now they haven't had that need in a 10 month trial period. They got it just for safety as we approach winter and microgreens might not do outdoors for that one client who's growing them outdoors currently. While the client who's doing the indoor grow, he doesn't have to worry about those conditions whatsoever. And he has not been buying from tractor supply. He goes to the local grocery store or the local, um, uh, the great outdoors is what he goes to. And that's our local plant supply store. And he can buy those products there. And the same cost he would be spending every three weeks at tractor supply is again, the same, same cost every three to six months now. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. So, um, oh man, that's, that's something. So when you say, uh, are you talking about like, like, are these guys in high tunnels then when you say they're, they're protected from the cold weather, like a, a greenhouse or a, a tunnel, a greenhouse storage shed. And those are easy to make home, homemade if, or if you have one on the property already, it just mm -hmm. takes a little bit of warmth in there. If you have a space heater. And during the summer, if you do need a coolant, I actually recommend to people making a small homemade AC, which is using a binding of either plastic or metal with a honeycomb shape in the middle filled with either bamboo or PVC pipes with a drip system at the top that drips down and a fan on the other side pushing cool air from that water system directly into the greenhouse to save on AC costs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And using those different methods, you can save tons of money, of course, in your overhead. But one of my favorite parts of our feed result has to be that from sprouting, you have 10 to 15 times the volume of traditional seeds. 
that's so much more food for these chickens every single time. And he's had to cut back on growing. As you can see, this was, I think, the second trial run we did. He's had to space it out, and he only uses one rack currently for 12 oh, chickens. He needs more birds. Hey, that's that's more land needed, too. <laughs> that's the truth in the city. Yeah, yeah I get it. But what everything you've talked about so far, Ethan, you could you could do this on five thousand birds. You could do this on five birds. Uh, you know, in your backyard or what in in your garage or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. and and grow your own food. Exactly, grow your own food for yourself or feed for the chickens too. And it's the highest nutrient capable food that there is currently out there, unless you yourself are growing high in permaculture product in your own backyard or farm, then of course you're doing it the right way and you have high levels of nutrients yourself. Mm -hmm. Go right, I see you got conclusions there, go right ahead. Indeed, the conclusions mainly were that just the nutritional value of eggs went up because they were denser eggs and were heavier eggs, no matter the size of the chicken. The increase of health for chickens is the visual scene and their overall feathers and their quality of life. And the overhead savings is shown too, just how much you're saving on your product and just a little bit of time can save you so much money. If you can do that, it can become a possible side business with a microgreens capable outlook, just like any other company that is selling it to your local grocery store. And you can compete with them and even do it better. Yeah, the, the thing that's that's so hard right now, of course, it's always been difficult, but to eat healthy is very expensive. To go out to the store and buy what you think is, is healthy food is very very expensive and here's a way to uh cut into those costs and not only cut into the costs but now you know exactly what you're eating because you are the one growing it mm -hmm. and if you want to save costs on eggs which has gone up considerably even here in the city we have or just a dozen eggs at your local grocery store if you want them organic grass-fed farm-raised that can be up to $15 for a dozen eggs, which that's mind blowing. I can't believe that those prices have increased from $7, maybe $6 just 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, do you know off the top of your head, Ethan, uh, are, are these higher nutrient dense eggs uh, lower in cholesterol? We haven't tested that yet with either of those clients. We, we should do that. Thank you for bringing that up. We should definitely test the cholesterol levels and mm -hmm. sugar levels too. Yeah, because see, that's always the, the hang up. You know, the older I get, um, the sugar intake is a problem, the carb intake is a problem, and the cholesterol intake is a problem. So I've always got to now pay attention to that stuff. And wouldn't it be awesome if if you could have uh, a chicken that is extremely healthy and laying high nutrient dense eggs that would be uh, lower in in cholesterol that would be a win-win and that's where if you're growing the microgreens you can be growing amaranth broccoli 
or lagoons, and those help with cholesterol levels. They can bring them down, both your cholesterol and blood sugar levels, increase the amount of glucose that you can naturally eat because of the inhibitors I spoke of earlier. And let's say you want to have a great night's sleep with something that can actually process that food, then that's where from Revo Greens, our sleep, which is the arugula, that one really helps with digestional health while you're sleeping so you can be recovered the next day. If you're growing these and understanding what you're growing and why they help you and your natural health, you can start solving some of the natural reasons you're actually not functioning with the world. And that's just nutrition. That's really all it comes down to. The fuel at the end of the day we provide ourselves and how our body absorbs it. Yeah. Well, I need, you know, I, I'm, I'm to the point now, like I said, uh, I really, I, I, I'm diabetic, but I'm not on any medication. I can, I can kind uh, control is not a very good word to use. I can mitigate the effects of it by food and exercise, but something like mm-hmm. this, and, and I've got to get to your website. Um, but Ethan, I've got to, I've got to start, I've got to start looking at your supplements and, and start, you know, getting a little healthier here. It's worth a shot. It's, I mean, we only sell them currently at $19.99 for a monthly supply. So it's easy to make a bundle of them together and give them a shot. I recommend just one or two. That's all you need from these supplements. They're very high dense nutrients since they're 240%. And that's why you can test them out yourself. I say one to two because everybody's different and their body is different too. Their chemical and digestion makeup is different as well. So for people, it may take two pills to actually feel the readily available effects right then and there, but it does happen in 40 minutes and that's almost immediate every single time. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, we're going to, I'll have to visit with you when we're done and, and you're going to have to build me a little uh, uh, regimen of what you think I need. So we'll, we'll get into that another day. Um, Paul Thomas. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Paul's on almost every week too. I have a mentor who is grilling fodder to supplement his grass fed cattle and sheep using a retired swine nursery on trays, growing wheat, barley and rye fed daily. There you go. That's, that's, that's great, Paul. That's great. Thank you for, for sharing. Are you still there, Ethan? Did we lose Ethan? Excellent. So happy to hear that. Oh, there you are. Ethan, we lost you for just a moment there. Uh, did you hear what I, I said? Yes. Doing? Can you hear me? Yeah. You're in and out now, Ethan, for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. Now we got to get into this electroculture. Yes. Ethan, are you back? I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes, we can now. And you heard what, what Paul Thomas said about the, the, the grass fed cattle and the sheep. Yes. That's very popular with homesteaders here in Austin and a lot of places around Texas. 
If you're interested and are in Texas, the John Bush Group has a lot of resources to begin that process too for both cattle, sheep, goats, chickens, and quail. All right. Well, let's dive into this electroculture. You're going to shock us here. This was what you were talking about earlier, how yes. we can actually have an electric charge and increase our cation rate with our anions and cations that are either present in the soil from trace elements or from the ones that we are adding ourselves. And electroculture.life, that's the name of the documentary. You can also check out our website. We just had a post in the Washington Post recently to, of course, increase marketing and make sure we can reach more diverse communities. But electroculture, it's a better future for us overall. And that's what I'll be getting into. What specific flying the radio waves, atmospheric pressure, um, natural frequencies, which can even be sound and light, into free electricity. And that significantly increases your plant yield, the cation rate, and those bonds that are naturally occurring to increase your yields by 100 to 300%. And they'll grow faster and even stronger. And as you can see from some of the photos, just from the bananas, zucchini, the grapes, pumpkin, eggplant, everything in there, size and beauty are a part of that process. Wow. But over time, this is how we are going to really replace all natural needed chemicals and inputs. If we can balance out those ratios from the Albrecht method, that I spoke of earlier, using what percentages we know work from each bricks meter that every plant we know needs specifically as their home and how they grow, then we can match those ratios and bond them 100 to 300% on a faster and more reliable basis that agricultural methods don't offer today. And that's the biggest threat really for food as we're moving forward. As we see, as I was just saying, the profit interest in corporations and even from what I learned in Gaia always outweighs what the natural incentive for getting back on track is difficult. It's fighting back Monsanto's glyphosate. And we finally won that trial, which is huge. And it isn't widely spoken of, but more people need to know that that lawsuit went through and we won as a nation against their glyphosate and they can get money back if there is a problem in their local area of that being used and that's where our solution with all the publications that we have and other researchers are doing is showing the data from the 1700s and how this evidence has always been there and that solution has always been there too and that's where I'm getting into a little bit of the documentary, just the brand itself. And this is where I like to tell farmers, think of your audience. Who's viewing you, your product, your market, and how are you going to launch? We just completed our launch one phase, which is a simple setup of design brand identity, 
producing YouTube videos, building a website, all the things that start up either a business, a farm operation, and convince people to check you out. That way you get more traction, you get more views and more reliable clients down the line. And it's an education that we are providing. So for us, it makes it easy to explain and want to give this information when it's wonderful education. And in the first 120 days, you can see we had unique visitors of 36,000 in over 84 different countries, about eight minutes per session, and that's just our traffic. That's if you get into the fad of electroculture right now. And if you are into it and you think this is something you want to include in your garden space, in your farm design, this is the traction from just 120 days of people that will potentially start viewing you if they look up on Google electroculture. Simple as that. And that's designing a corrective marketing to reach the right audiences. And here's our Google showing what the results of electroculture have been. It's been number one across the board for Google ranking. And that's when they say Google ranking number one, that's just because we pop up number one. It's not that electroculture itself pops up as number one, which eventually it will in the near future. And we've had about 19,000 just from Google, them searching electroculture. So that shows people if the search for Google in electroculture is showing that much traction, they can gain from that as well. And same with YouTube, the amount of visitors, the numbers speak for themselves when we have thousands of people tuning in, trying to figure percent of our $10,000 goal within those 120 days so we can have the support we need to make both this documentary and educate people about how they can change agriculture of the past into a more static future itself, electroculture, and we're building antennas that we can sell to people. We're giving gardening experts and experiments all around the world the opportunity to be a part of this, and we're filming them. We've been corresponding with testers in every continent except for Antarctica, so we have the whole world interested in being a part of this video currently. And we're conducting the interviews, collecting media, and I'm helping it with the organization of the data how you can see from the devices that electroculture offers, how much electrical energy is being produced, what frequencies are being absorbed and what it does specifically. And if people know about healing sound frequencies, that's very much incorporated into that process. And that's about and we'll do the history scientific every part in the film those we're making homemade and those are just examples of the kinds of electroculture antennas that are taking in those frequencies that are naturally in the atmosphere and transmuting them into hertz frequencies and electric 
impulses that are a natural magnetic charge. You, there are people out there that are making batteries and shocking the soil. But as you said earlier, Rick, it damages the soil. It can damage microbial activity and fungi. If you're using 50 volts or 50,000 volts and just shocking the soil over and over, that's where they started in the 1700s. And they didn't have batteries. They had lightning. So they would tell farmer Bob, hey, go stand by that copper rod out there and see if lightning hits it or not. Oh. So, thankfully, we've come a long way in understanding ge geometric forms and how they produce certain frequencies. Derek is our director. He did a great documentary, if anyone's interested, in the Humboldt story. And it's about Humboldt cannabis, which if you are a grower, you know about Humboldt and how well it's been in the past hundred years of growing. And that way they can understand how a drug war that they've been through, they've survived and come out on the other side successful. Done. And the key players in this, as you can see, I'm a part. One of the executive producers will have different individuals from all across the world in Italy, the U.S., France, and even Australia to give insight and their feedback. So we aren't just having one experience. We're having multiple fields of individuals give their experiences and what it did to their soil as well. And that's where we'll eventually go to distribution. And we'll talk about electroculture in a long-term field. And that's where media media outlooks you can create. If not a documentary, can you do a live stream? Can you do an event or some kind of podcast like you're doing, Rick, that gets people interested? Because the more research and the more findings and more incentive for other people to dive into this, it takes everyone talking about this story. And that's how you can help too. We can all do something. We can all hire a professional. We can start videoing our own work, not just electroculture, and be the best models of our garden spaces. And that's part of being a land steward, being your best self and having an authentic perspective that gives people insight into something that's true. We want to make sure that we're reaching audiences with true insight and not something that takes them away from that experience. And that's what a lot of permaculturists fear. We don't want dead microbials in your nutrient content when you get a liquid form fertilizer or dead soil that's just filled with sodium. We want really good quality ingredients to reach the masses, especially. Right. Wow. Ethan, that was, imp that was impressive. Thank you. Absolutely. And before we go on to the next topic, I was going to end it with the video, actually, of the documentary. In 1920, the first patent was filed for a little-known concept called electroculture, a simple method of boosting plant growth that could single-handedly end world hunger. This little system was successfully tested all over the world, harnessing the atmospheric free energy that's all around us. These methods proved to increase yields by up to 300% and eventually eliminate the need for toxic pesticides and fertilizers. 
The only problem was, electroculture never made it into the school books. Fast forward to 2023, it was only a matter of time before this revolutionary concept bubbled back to the surface and took its roots once again. If we were using electroculture and understanding everything as frequency and harmony and balance, then we could have as much food as we want. It's like we can have an abundance. When they tell you that there's a food shortage, they're just making stuff there's up war in Ukraine. so they can put you into fear. But basically what you're doing is you're creating an atmospheric antenna to harness the energy of the earth so that you can boost your soil and your plants. You'll start to notice you'll have more bees, you'll have more birds, and you won't have to use pesticides, you won't have to use fertilizers. What you're doing is you're bringing back the electrical charge. So we are electrical beings and these plants are also, our beautiful plants here are also electrical beings. They have sap, right? The sap is their blood, just like we have our blood. And what happens is, is when you put this copper or brass antennas near them, now what you're doing is you're enhancing the sap that is always flowing through the plant so that the plant can get more nutrients and live a healthier life. This documentary sets out to tell the stories of pioneers from all over the world who are working together to bring electroculture back into the public conversation. With your help, we can bring electroculture out of the shadows and get this information to the people who need it most. So far, we have launched the website electroculture.life as a free information resource. And our first video about electroculture is now currently the most viewed video on both BitChute and Rumble regarding this topic. To support our mission, you can purchase our guide to electroculture as a downloadable PDF or physical booklet. All proceeds raised will go towards funding the Electroculture Life Documentary Project. Thank you for your help, and as always, stay electric. Awesome. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, this, uh, this is mind-blowing stuff. Um, do, you have, do you have more? You got more you want to do here? Well, if you're interested in what it looks like, these are the common methods. So yeah. last squeeze coil, that's very simple, just copper. And with one little outlet, as long as it has a rod that it stands on and a connected spiral that goes down another rod, it will harness into the soil. The spiral antenna is part of that connected structure or it can be separate as you saw in the photos we had. And drawing in those natural frequencies we're still trying to figure out which geometrical spiral in each different figure produces what hurts for the soil. And those can be different healing frequencies for each different antenna. All right, Ethan. And then, of hang on, hang on. We, I, I need you, I need you to give me the electrical chart current that I need to, to whip Foxtail. Foxtail is kicking my butt right now. Is there just too much of it or what's going on with Foxtails? Foxtail is, is, is just, it's prolific in, in most of the fields. Ah, is it grown in between all the plants or what do you think is going on? It's growing everywhere. I mean, it, it, it's just like you sowed the whole field to foxtail. Not well, not all of the fields, but a few of them. I mean, they, they need some help here. 
And that's where I recommend soil testing by each one of the foxtails. Take a soil test or even just your simple water shaking test to see what's in your soil. Mm -hmm. And if you have your microscope, that's always the best solution. So you can see why are they growing into the soil? What mm -hmm. is it specifically that they're either pulling out, going towards, and their roots are growing towards, or was it something there from years previous past that hasn't had the opportunity? And as you've been regenifying your soil, making it healthier and happier, diversifying all the ingredients, it may have just had that time to pop up finally. Yeah, I think I I think I think that's what it is. I think it's progression, and I think we'll work through it. I mean, we've worked through the broadleaf weeds for the most part. And now we're working, trying to work through foxtail. And, uh, you know, I, I truly believe, I, I believe everything you've talked about tonight, I, we're gonna be able to come up with a formula to go out and, and you know, answer 10 questions of what are, the, what are the specific weeds you're going after? What's the, the, your diversity? What's your balance? What's your cash crop? What's your rotation look like? And then you're gonna be able to, to prescribe uh a cover crop package an electro current package whatever and it's going to be it's going to be weed free high dense nutrient food are you still there ethan we've been struggling with you for the last 20 minutes or so I completely agree. That's exactly what we're aiming towards. And the photos I'm showing are just a few. Yeah, your 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 signal's been weak, Ethan, for the last 20 minutes. You're just in and out. I'm still. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Broadcasting no, no. takes a little bit of the signal. No, no, that's okay. That's all right. I'm just letting you know that it's it's been a little a little hard, but you you're you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, any 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 questions? You've got the guy here. I mean, this is not this is not new stuff. I've had people talk to me about electricity and and the way it flows through our bodies and and uh, what we can do to you know to combat certain things and it seems but I, it's not it's just it's not yeah look at that absolutely and that's where understanding all the different designs how they interact with the frequencies around them and how they produce that into the soil that's still needed research all across the world and people are testing it out currently they're doing projects where it's radio antennas and in the soil they have ground wires and i can heat the soil i was i was telling you about before the meeting rick where if you have these electroculture wires in your soil that's going to warm up the soil just slightly. And as the cation rate of those natural elements are producing gases and chemical exchanges, that's also warmth that is happening during those harsher seasons. Yeah. 
yeah. percent is shown in electroculture. Those tails got pretty darn tall. A lot of people are still mischievous about it, but it's just, again, different bricks meters and the different minerals that are there, they help increase or decrease the frequency that is produced. And that's where, again, more research is needed. We know that stones do help with those frequencies and to be able to absorb them, naturally turn them into a more healing frequency, or even protect those plants from those harmful frequencies, that's the necessity, necessity of the future. This is a great one with magnets. And magnets are another possibility of increasing your charge because you can use those north and south poles to pull or push different minerals throughout the soil and throughout the air. Yeah. Yeah, this is just, and, this is nuts. And it all comes back to the molders chart, of course, understanding all those different nutrients, what they specifically do and how they play a part, because they all have anions and cations. The anions are in your phosphorus, sulfur, nitrate, chloride, boron, and molybdenums, while your cations are in your calcium, magnesium, sodium, manganese, potash, cobalt, iron, zinc, aluminum, hydrogen. And if you can level them correctly, like a seven bean layer dip, those plants are going to be happy to connect to each one of those charges as they're going through the soil. And that soil is going to bond together at a higher ratio because it's been layered just correctly with the soup pot ingredients that you see in the molders chart. Yeah, this balance, just all about balance. And that's the understanding. And this is Matt from Matt Power's book of how we make a biological machine work. And if we can increase and make it a turbo engine with electroculture, increasing 100% to 300% yield and how fast these plants are growing, the machine itself, the hardware made out of the clays, the sands and silts and silicates that is your silicon chip will run faster. The only problem is you need that much more organic matter because that's the battery. That's what's going to keep it charged in the long run. So you are going to have to have more poo. You're going to have to have inoculants like organic compost tea or making your own compost. They can help keep this battery alive. But as you can see, if you're ripping out cattails and other plants you don't want, you're going to have compost readily from plants that you don't want in that environment to redensify the diversity of the nutrients in the soil again. And that way, the operators have more to work with. And that's the Living Soil Food Web. And it again, you, I know once you get on the lanes track and you start learning about the Living Soil Food Web, you're going to take off, Rick. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah, I need to do, I just need to take the, bite the bullet and do it. Um, I'm, I keep making excuses. I don't have enough time. That's just an excuse. So I, I will do it. Um, I don't know when, but I will. Um, Claudia has another comment. Uh, this is so interesting. I have studied frequency for the body for years, but did not realize about growing plants. I will try it in our gardens with broccoli, peppers, and fruits. Yep. This is, Ethan, this is just incredible. Everything you guys are doing there. This is, this is, uh, this is nuts is what it is. Thank you. It's really just understanding though. And it's the best part about this technology is that it's been around. 
as yeah. you know, permaculture has been a practice by Native Americans for years, and they have been using standards of organic methods for such a long time that we have to bring to the forefront. And with electroculture, it was since 1700s that they understood. And since yeah. the 1900s, started really applying it. And as we apply these methods that we know have been working and not just using commercial easy slap on products like Western method usually implies, if you're doing all the inoculants and all the additives yourself, you're going to lose in the long run because you're doing all the work. Yeah. Well, we've got a question from Joel Cohn. Um, how many antennas and how tall do we need for broad acre crops? And well, for broad acre crops, it depends on the variety, but think about it like a square or a pyramid. You at least want four, four minimum, and then space them out with copper wiring either attached to the bottoms and underneath the ground, as you saw in some of those photos, or having them spaced out, I recommend every eight to 12 feet that will create similar to tesla's results in his scientific equations you're creating a natural charge around that environment the larger the better so if it is taller you will get higher frequencies and you want to get frequencies above your tree cover because the trees will be absorbing a lot of frequencies too if you can help those trees protect the other plants in that environment and take those radio waves or cell tower waves and other harmful frequencies that are actually, if you look them up or test them yourself, you can test the Hertz in your local environment by using electron reader. And then you can see what Hertz are in the environment and use these devices, mm. then see what the Hertz translation is to for each device. If it's a pyramid or magnetic device, it's going to be stronger. So be aware of the products you're using and how strong you want to make this magnetic field. Wow. It's fascinating. Any, we're going to wrap this up folks. Any last, any last minute questions here for Ethan? This has just been, I got to stop and think about a lot of this. Uh, and get okay the the website again is uh uh doplantsman.com did i get that right you got it yeah. and that's i'm going to definitely be checking that out because i'm always looking for supplements something that can help with my sugar something that can help with my cholesterol and all of these things but i got to know where it's coming from you know who's making i know here now i know it's being uh made from a trusted source so um Ethan this has been awesome. You got any last last closing comments here? Last closing comments. There have been many studies on how sound frequencies affect water and how it affects the human body. We can all look those up and there's patents on all these frequencies what they specifically do for each part of the body. But the effect of just sound itself, you can see in these studies that with words and with specific intentions, they can even reshape snowflakes in different forms. Mm -hmm. And there's a great Japanese study that shows specifically 
if you have love as a word that you tell one snowflake every single day, it grows a specific way. If you do that with hate, same thing. And these mm -hmm. different geometric patterns come out of the sound frequency that is produced, indicating our words have meaning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how you say them and what body language you use and everything. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Ethan, this has been this has been a blast. I, I've learned so much tonight. I've taken notes here. Um, this is this is awesome. Thank you for coming on on such short notice. My pleasure, Rick. Thank you for having me on such short notice. Yeah. And we'll have to do this again. Um, uh, folks, go check him out. Uh, Doplantsman.com. So, Ethan, thank you. Uh, everyone who joined us tonight, thanks for, for, for coming on board tonight. We appreciate it. Everyone have a great rest of your week. Ethan, thank you. We'll see everybody next time. Bye-bye. Take care.